Hey folks, this is your pal Devin Hughes, producer and co-host of Parlay Radio. The Fest 21 is in Gainesville, Florida this October, featuring one hell of a lineup with bands such as Thursday, Less Than Jake, The Descendants, Guar, Laura Jane Grace, Sparta, Our Friends in Plastic Flamingos, and many, many more. If you're in attendance during that weekend, you can meet Jay and I in person. We will be there alongside you, enjoying the music with our friends and bands such as Vacancy, Kerosene Heights, Guilt, Woolbright, Skatoon Network, We Are the Union, and more. You will also see me wearing a shirt that says, Hug Secret Handshake Compliment which I would like you to take advantage of. I'm working in partnership with Upbeat GNV and Music GNV, both based out of Gainesville, with QR codes on my shirts that will direct you to their websites. My goal over the weekend is to spread positivity just because I can. If you want a hug, a compliment, or want to create a new secret handshake with me because we're nerds, don't be afraid to approach. You can have all three if you'd like, and that means you get us as new buddies. Because you are the best, we will see you at Fest. Do you think he gets called Grandpa Dog? Is it just his kids that call him Snoop? Or do his grandkids call him Grandpa Snoop? Grampy Snoop. Grampy Snoop. Well, that's more of like a Southern thing. He's California. It wouldn't be Grampy Snoop. Eh, he's got a little Southern flair to him. Southern California, sure. I mean, yeah, that's about close it. Close enough. <laughs> yeah. I. What about Snoopzilla? I like Snoopzilla. I mean, if we want to go into the nicknames, I have them all written down too. So Snoop Doggy Dog, Snoop Lion, Big Snoop Dog, Dog Father, Snoop Rock, DJ Snoopadelic, Snoopzilla, and just Snoop. It's all like over the it. place, man. I like it. I'm a big fan of Dog Father. I, I do. I what do about like Grandpa? Father. What about Grand Grand Dog Father for the kids? The grandkids have to call him Grand Dog Father. I just really have one question. Where's Charlie Brown? Parlay? <laughs> <laughs> Parlay. That's the one. Parlay. Parlay. Great day and welcome to Parlay Radio, the podcast that does the objective takes on the bands you love and love to hate. We break down the facts for you so you don't have to. We do the research for you so you don't have to. And we give you everything from the numbers, the awards, the lyrics, the sales, and the controversies. Gentlemen, introductions all around. Jay Bain, sipping on gin and juice. Jay Coleman, and I only have the juice, but it's not loose. Devin Hughes, ain't nothing but a G-thing. Baby. If you can tell by our lovely introduction, we have a pretty, 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 pretty loaded episode for you today. Um, pretty much because Jay is uh, beating his head against the wall because he had controversies to cover today. So yeah, I'm sure thanks. it's going to be fun when we get to that, which we might have a different episode based on some of the stuff that happens in this one. 
also after this episode, I may be assassinated and there may be a new host after I talk about someone. Nah, I think you're good because a lot of it has already been published and we're like the low end of the totem pole when it comes down to it. I still fear that, man. (laughs) I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) No, because you're not the one in his crosshairs. I'm the producer. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I got to deal with this more than you do uh but your name is listed first bye jay (laughs) that's why we go by jay and not your real name (laughs) all right without further ado calvin brodus jr best known as the stage name snoop dog previously snoop doggy dog and snoop lion is an american rapper and actor starting his career in 1992 as a part of the collaborative group that dog pound or the dog pound i don't know why my autocorrect that up he was signed to the infamous death row records snoop is best known for his early 90s gangster rap collaborations with dr dre tupac shakur and a very short-lived reggae career we'll get to that Snoop is currently the owner of Death Row after its bankruptcy and several ownership changes. Snoop is also the founder of Doggy Style Records and an executive creative consultant for Def Jam Recordings. Why did we pick Snoop? (laughs) Because I I don't... Man, I mean, like I said, we're like the half-ass history podcast when it comes to music. So that's really what it is. We say parlays to discuss, to have these objective takes, to back up everything. No, we just really kind of break down like the history and success of these people. That's pretty much all it is. And we talk about things that went very, very wrong. And I said a name that we're already kind of scared. Death Row. I'm going to say it again. Death Row. So for the sake of legal purposes, everything today is allegedly. (laughs) Because we're not not talking bad about anybody. We are allegedly Parlay Radio. Uh, today, our name is uh, WTF with Mark Marin. Joe Rogan podcast. I whatever. Was I say, don't care. Throw Joe Rogan under the bus, please. Yeah. Somebody just asked me a question about DMT. Okay, somebody. Like, <laughs> just hey, we, have to, we have you to. We have to that we're not. Uh, don't we're worry. Not. We're gonna talk enough about drugs today. Yeah. <laughs> you guys hear about those frogs lately? No, no, we're not talking about him. Not that guy. Not that guy. Not uh the the <laughs> the former I can't even say it with a straight face. The guy who majored in uh <laughs> in sports health and talks about making the frogs gay. <laughs> I can't say his name because he's just a terrible human being. <laughs> <laughs> and I just hate bliss- him so much. I'm gonna stay we're blissfully not gonna, unaware. Of we're this. not gonna talk about him because he is just a grand old piece of. Shit. So, yeah, uh, that's that's all I'm gonna say. So, um, without further ado, uh, yeah, there you go, Jay. Oh. Now it comes to your head. Yeah, we're not gonna mention <laughs> his name. Dumb uh, f- <laughs> yes, that's a great way to reference him. There we go. Dumb. Dumb lost almost a billion dollars recently cha-ching we're gonna jump right into it because there's a lot of stuff we need to cover with this so uh numbers john boy what you got all righty so snoop dogg has sold a, right around 37 million albums that's with an m as in mike million album sales with over 1 billion streaming 
over multiple devices and services and streaming providers, averaging on Spotify alone 33 million average view streams a month. That is only on Spotify. So there are several million more every month from all the other ones, including Apple Music, iTunes, Apple Music, the Pandora, and everything else that comes along with that. They have been nominated for 98 awards, of which he has acclaimed 27 wins, with a 1995 AMA Music for Favorite Rap Artist. He has been nominated 15 times for Grammys, of which he has won Zero. No. What? Boo. What? That. Uh, yep. So that is uh, that's my numbers. I'm sticking to it. That's depressing. Yeah. No. That is actually. Even my uh, mic was falling out of sadness, not because it wasn't locked in place or anything, but just out of <laughs> sadness. Yeah, I was actually completely shocked. I'm like, I saw the award and wins. I'm like, nominations. Like, oh hell yeah! And then I saw like Grammys, 15. Damn. Then I'm like, wow. What what's happened here? I mean, we've proven the Grammys can be kind of stupid at times. Very much so. Awful. I think it's all the time, frankly. Um, Sometimes I've they said, get it right. As I've said in, in previous episodes, I have a little bit of a disdain for the Grammys. Just a little bit? Just a little bit of a disdain? Just a little bit. You know, i just looking for that white cloud that comes out of the crowd uh, from the executive row so you know what i will throw out one other accolade that he has that only one other parlay alum has ever amassed to get having willie nelson feature on one of your songs no just like kid rock F you kid rock snoop dogg is also a WWE Hall of Famer. That one's deserved. He deserves that, though. I mean, if you've seen, number one, his frog splash in AEW, it is the funniest thing ever, but the people's elbow that he did at WrestleMania 39 this year was just so money. He, you know, I total credit for him having good improv skills, too. Oh, yeah. Because if anybody watched or saw it, it was supposed to be Shane McMahon versus The Miz, and then Shane blew out his knee running the ropes. Or his quad. That's a McMahon family trait. <laughs> but he just, well, yeah. <laughs> and Snoop, just being the professional that he is, just took the mic and is like, nope, we still got to have a match. And actually worked out something real quick with The Miz, just through improv, and it worked out. It worked out great. Always the entertainer. That's what you yep. gotta love about Snoop. Yep. Sasha now, so, Banks' uh, cousin. Another big thing is like all these songs numbers are actually not including some of his more like most iconic hits, which aren't even his own stuff. Like he's been a feature on hundreds of songs. I don't know, maybe not hundreds, but like dozens of songs he's been a feature on. From oh, Katy yeah. Perry to uh, like, I can't even think of anything else. There's just so many, like, so many different female artists and male artists all over the place. He's, I like, mean, uh, he's, Jason Derulo. He's even been on a couple of, like, YouTube channels. He was on Epic Rap Battles of History as Moses yeah. for one episode. It was awesome. Did you ever like, see the Weird Al one? That was great. Yes. We're not talking about Weird Al, though. We're talking about Snoop. It just... Pussycat dolls? Like, did you? Like, I, even, really? I, I forgot about this. Buttons from Pussycat dolls was number three for 30 weeks. On the billboard 
interesting. God, they in were 2006, Buds. Like, we have forgotten more songs that he's been a feature on that he was an iconic part of that we could probably even remember. It's the Dizzle for Shizzle. Like, I forgot about Akon. I didn't, I forgot Akon even existed. I, I just want to point out, uh, none of us can do a good Snoop impression. None of us. I'm not going to attempt. So, for anyone listening that expects that, mm-hmm. f- you. <laughs> That's not happening. I'm gonna I'm gonna cue this on my YouTube because I I, I want to listen to Akon f- featuring Snoop Dogg after we're done here. I you know what? That's fair. I I can. I can understand wanting to do that. That's I, cool. I, I I forgot Akon even existed, so now I need to feel like I need to do justice and listen to this. Considering it was uh, number one on the Billboard for 29 straight weeks. Look, I like, know. How much song was that? I Want to Love You by Akon. Actually, I Want to You. Yeah, you're probably right. That's the original, but they radio edited it. Yeah, now, I... Akon, I always remember Akon for one simple reason because I always have to play his Smack song that. with the, no, his song with the Lonely Island every time something happens. <laughs> I just had sex. If you play it for the amount of time that Jay is having sex, you can't even get to the first verse. It's just, I just had, <laughs> I can't even finish with the D. We're... Oh God. Oh, moving along. Yeah, Jason Derulo wiggle. <laughs> Chingy, Holiday Inn. How do you forget about Holiday Inn with Chingy? I don't know Ooh. what that is. The uh, Holiday Inn? Is that a disease? You've never oh. heard the Holiday Inn by Chingy and Snoop The way Dogg? you said it, I thought Holiday Inn was like a new rapper it's or something. It's spelled H-O-L-I-D-A-E. Holiday Inn. Holiday Inn. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh... Come on, bring one, two, three, four of your friends, and we're staying at the Holiday Inn. Come on now. Snoop's worth millions of dollars. I don't ever expect to see him at a Holiday Inn. I ever. feel like I feel like him and his high school sweetheart definitely have stayed at a Holiday Inn before. That's probable. I mean, he. I, I got nothing. <laughs> I just nothing. got nothing. Not touching that one. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, However, no, like, yeah, yeah, it's crazy stuff. But you like, know, Holiday it, Inn does have stuff. some crazy lyrics though. like these two songs. The two that I'm going to cover today are actually one where he's a featured artist and then one where he is the primary artist. And it's probably the two most associated songs with Snoop. Uh, Of course, that would be Nothing But A G Thing and Gin and Juice. Nothing But A G Thing is a laid back approach to the gangsta lifestyle. This is actually what can be titled as the first G-Funk hit. So gangsta. Oh, it is a genre that was popularized in the early 90s and was pretty much just along the same artist for the most part. So yeah, it's a laid back approach to the gangster lifestyle. It's about the uh, life of money, music, and violence. The song samples Leon Haywood's I Want to Do Something Freaky to You throughout. Uh, it spent its time hovering at number two on the Billboard Hot 100. The song that was... Beating it was Snow's Informer, which was at number one while he was serving time in jail for an assault charge in Toronto. <laughs> so they couldn't hit number one, and literally the guy's in prison. 
<laughs> I mean, you time. couldn't understand any single lyrics to that song anyway. No, I. In four. <laughs> it's like scat, man. The credit again goes to Dr. Dre for being the primary artist on it, but it's the first single to feature Snoop, who most people associate the track to. It is, in fact, a Dr. Dre song. Um, there's a reference to Dolomite in the song, based on the 1975 blaxploitation crime comedy film, which was created by Rudy Ray Moore. Snoop would actually go on to be featured in a movie about Moore, Dolomite Is My Name, playing a disc jockey that won't play Moore's records. So it kind of flips it on itself. And uh, yeah, this is something that's going to prelude to controversies in a little bit. <clears throat> there is a reference to Death Row Records. Founded by Dr. Dre's former bodyguard, Suge Knight, who allegedly secured Dre's release from Eazy-E's Ruthless Records by holding co-founder Jerry Helder hostage in the back of a van and threatening Eazy's mother. Sorry, Jay, if I stole that one from you, but nope, nope, that, I, better I, out I, of my I'm, mouth than yours. I'm, I'm not touching Mr. Knight yep. with a 20-foot pole. Good. Good call. Yeah, as far as nothing but a G thing, that's all I got. And remember that it is... Nothing, and U T H I N, and Thang T H A N G. Thong? No. Oh. No. Oh. No. Because now the image of Snoop Dogg and a thong is in my head. Great job, Josh. <laughs> it's, it's the Thang song, not the thong song. No, we're not talking about him. We're not going off topic. Stay the course. Full speed ahead. Gin and Juice. Now let's go to his actual. This is his second single. But uh, simple enough song. This is about going to parties where gin is offered, being more... My cat is yelling in the background. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm going to start that over. Cat wants gin and juice also. I, I don't... Hang on, let me, let, me out, let me let him out real quick. Hang on. Hell, I want some gin and juice. Attention. What the f*** do you want? Just do something. <laughs> Just do something. That needs to be stuck in there. That's perfect. What the f*** you want? Just do something. Just do something! Just, like, he was asleep, so I locked him in here with me, but his food's downstairs because we finally got him transitioned. Alright, so, Gin and Juice. Uh, yeah, the song is literally about going to parties where gin is offered, and that parties who serve it actually deserve a good bit of respect. Gin and Juice is defined as the Paradise Cocktail. And it goes well with Indo, hence the chorus being the way that it is. It's a nice pairing, apparently. <laughs> uh, the chorus is actually based off of Watching You by Slave with the bass line sampled from I Get Lifted by George McRae. This was, again, Snoop's second single, but he gained popularity by being featured on Dr. Dre's The Chronic. So by the time this is coming out, people already knew who he was. Speaking of gin and juice again, it was the drink of choice when going into the studio for recording. Quote, gin and juice was the choice of drink for a young player. 1991, shut up, Jay. <laughs> 1991, 1992, you didn't really have a lot of money. You go get that gin. When it came time to make the record doggy style, that was my thing. Every day I would come to the studio with my bottle of gin and juice in it, and Dre would have a big ass milk jug full of gin and juice. We're in the studio one day, and someone was singing that slave song, Watching You. We flipped it into rolling in the street, smoking endo, sipping on gin and juice, and made it happen from there. So his specific gin and juice choice 
was a blend of Tanqueragin oh, mixed with a choice. fruit drink called Super Socko, S-O-C-C-O, later changed to Donald Duck brand orange juice. They would actually get mixed into mixed into Donald Duck bottles to look like they were just drinking orange juice. And finally, not really a note about the song, but something notable, which is the bluegrass cover done in 1998 oh, yeah. by the Gourds. It is a recommended one, uh, Snoop Dogg approved. They do a bomb ass cover of gin and juice in a bluegrass it's, style and it's really good it's <laughs> so fun it is such a great song and you know when when i think of the song gin and juice especially the original it puts in my mind early 90s southern california like if you play a game like grand theft auto san andreas you know that game that song it it just pushes out that whole thought process of okay this is this is the way that they live their life it's it's nice and relaxing but at the same time like it's got a little edge to it so you got to be a little careful it's fun but it's such a great song and i really think it might be one of the best rap songs of all time i mean that synthesizer throughout the entire entire song is just the catchiest thing it just pulls your attention in such a such a fun and amazing song really as stated by our former guest uh justin humanic from cheer up dusty who have recently released a new single called legacy which i highly suggest anybody go and listen to great pop punk song uh the chorus is the bread and butter of a song mm-hmm. you have to have that hook to keep the people entranced and honest to god gin and juice has one of the best and most notable and iconic choruses of the last 30 years 35 years i forgot well i mean really that's 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 snoop dogg in general his music it's the best house party music ever you know i will say it is absolutely hilarious not only seeing a large group of white folks singing along to gin and juice but trying to rap the song itself and realizing a split second too late that they're about to say the n-word while they're screaming the song out in front of everybody like they usually do in their car it's like oh i shouldn't have said that out loud (laughs) actually my favorite bit is when you see a group of white people singing it and then right when it gets to that part they just go dead silent (laughs) it's like what just happened (laughs) that's really good one i just it's this he has such iconic hooks to everything, and you never know where he's going to pop up, and I think that's one of the coolest parts to him. It's his style. His delivery is just, it's chill, it's laid back. He's always the coolest dude in the room. Like, not only just in general, but he's just, he's chill, he's mellow. Like, the man, he allegedly smokes, like, 80-something blunts a day. He's got to be chill at this point. I, I think one of my favorite bits with him was he landed in Scotland. Uh, I think it was the end of last year. And they had bagpipe players playing his music. And he's still and he got on, and he's on like a private jet and he gets off and he still crip walks to it. <laughs> to, to bagpipes. I I I believe it was on TikTok, but it just type in like Snoop Dogg bagpipe somewhere you will find it 
It's fantastic. The mere fact, because nobody else can do that. No one else can do that. No one else can do that and get away with it. Yeah, just him. It's expected, and the, he just pops up in such unexpected ways, too. Mm-hmm. Like, and he's unpredictable with being as laid back as he is, because I remember him being on TRL as a guest, and it was uh, a contestant was chosen to win whatever is in Snoop Dogg's pockets. But it was only the cash that he had. Oh, I was going to say it's probably... Yeah, it's not, not, well, he might have somebody that holds that for him, you know? <laughs> so He doesn't but, get busted on the possession charges for that reason, right? No. <laughs> but the best part to it was that he was holding like six grand in cash. Why so much? Because it's Snoop Dogg. Who f***ing knows? <laughs> like, seriously. It was just, I remember he kept emptying his pockets. He's like, oh, man. <laughs> he pulls out one wad of bills and he hands it over. And Carson, this is the Carson Daly days. <laughs> Carson looks at it and he goes like, that looks like that's about two grand right there. And then he empties another pocket and it's like a wad of $100 bills. <laughs> it's just like, why are you carrying six grand in cash? <laughs> But I don't know. He's just—he's this very unpredictable person, with also being—I don't know—just so laid back, at least now, that anytime something occurs with him, you don't expect it at the same time. You're just like, "Oh, that's new." He hasn't really changed throughout his career. He's had all these different phases, but he's still the same person. You know, he's always just unapologetically Snoop. Speaking of lack of apologies because <laughs> I know there's some stuff in there that covers this <sighs> go ahead Jay with the controversies alright I had to get that scream out of the way because this is going to be painful First things first, everything I'm going to say here, no matter what, even if it is proven, I'm just going to say it's alleged. It's all alleged. Um, Snoop has allegedly had quite a few run-ins with the law, most notably while he was recording his Doggy Style album in August of 93. He was arrested in connection with the death of a member of a rival gang who was allegedly shot and killed by one of his bodyguards. Snoop had been temporarily living in an apartment complex in the Palms neighborhood in West Los Angeles region, where the shooting happened pretty close to. Both men in the vehicle were charged with murder as Snoop was reportedly driving it when the gun was fired. Uh, Johnny Cochran famously defended them, and both he and his bodyguard were acquitted in February of 96. The acquittal was not alleged. That's a fact. No, and I remember the behind the music where they were talking about it too because it was based on the death of Tupac, if I'm not mistaken. It's a lot of gang-related stuff going back and forth, and that goes into another one of his problems, gang affiliation. Uh, he is allegedly a was a member of the Rolling Twenties Crip, which is uh, a gang in the east side neighborhood of Long Beach. In 93, he denied the frequent police and media reports uh, saying that he never joined a gang. So that is absolutely allegedly, even by his own words. And you can hear a couple of his songs he talks about 
crips and talks about gang lifestyle so i'm hoping it's all alleged and it's just you know part of the essence of snoop it's a stage persona thing continuing with a lot of the law enforcement issues he's apparently been banned from three different countries due to various (laughs) reasons (laughs) oh that's what i didn't know now most of these are what else drug related um he has been banned for a time not permanently from some of these countries but from the uk australia and norway he's also been arrested for various misdemeanor charges typically drug possession in the u.s Uh, before he made it big he was arrested in 89 for cocaine possession um and because of that and afterwards he was in and out of prison for about three years until he finally was able to get his rap career started off so the law is definitely something he's quite familiar with and i do find it really crazy though that it's a cocaine possession that he actually was like in prison for and not a marijuana possession i mean california in the 90s probably didn't care about marijuana all that much as far as like sales sure i could yeah i could feel that but possession i don't think it was really as bad no but there's a lot of young black men who spent a lot of time in prison in california because of marijuana and some of it may or may not be actual and you know police i'm not gonna say what i want to say we're not gonna dive too much into uh the lapd but uh you can definitely uh look up some stuff and uh Uh, suggested story would be one of Mr. Rodney King. Continue, Jay. All right. So this is where it gets a little extra dark. And this is something that we here at Parlay Radio never condone. And these are both alleged. So first, in 2005, he was sued for sexual assault after makeup artist Kylie Bell claimed she was drugged and assaulted by the rapper and other men following a taping of Jimmy Kimmel Live in 2003. MTV News reported at the time the rapper denied the claims and accused the woman of attempting to extort him for $5 million, but the suit was ultimately dropped. So this is, again, alleged. There are no criminal charges. It was a lawsuit um, which is completely and totally a civil thing. I knew there's a reason why before I was Team Coco and not Team Jimmy Kimmel. Everybody's Team Coco. Everybody. As long as you're just not Team Fallon, I'm okay with you. Nobody's Team Fallon. Oh, Jimmy Fallon. He's the, uh, Jimmy Fallon's the one that has like the, the female skit where he dresses up as a girl and goes, Aah! right? I don't sure. know. I, I don't know either. I'm not a big I don't know. I, the only thing that I ever remember being funny that he was a part of was Jared's room on Saturday Night Live. And that was with him and his buddy doing their web-based show, placed, played by Horatio Sands. It was Super Bowl weekend, so Horatio came in with a trash can filled with weed and a uh, pipe sticking out of it going, it's my own Super Bowl. Oh my that is the only thing I ever laughed at that features Jimmy Fallon because he was too busy laughing at his own jokes. Continue, Jay. Anywho, f*** you, Jimmy Fallon. F*** you. The other 
sexual assault allegation was brought on in 2022 by a Jane Doe. This person has been completely um, anonymous with their claims and their lawsuit. But again, this is another lawsuit and the claims are for sexual assault, sexual battery, trafficking, defamation, and intentional infliction of emotional distress, which this original suit was for about $10 million. It was brought on about um, four days before the 2022 Super Bowl halftime show that Snoop was a part of. And it, the incident originally from her claims occurred in 2013. Uh, it was dismissed just a few months later, and then it was brought up again over the summer with the added charge of conspiracy. Um, it's a lot of crazy stuff. And the story itself basically says that uh, an associate of Snoop uh, ended up meeting this girl, bringing her back to a studio where he forced himself on her while she was in the restroom because of an upset stomach. It just does not. The problem that I have with this is that I've read about four or five different articles on this and each of them has different different stories of how this happened it changes and it seems almost like there's there's a change with every filing and this actually just recently was filed again after it was um dropped in i believe the late summer of last year and then was brought up again in november and i believe they're supposed to be having a court date for too long over this. I don't know if it may get pushed back or what may happen with it. According to Snoop Dogg himself, a spokesperson was quoted in saying, Mrs. Doe's, uh, Miss Doe's complaint is riddled with falsehoods and fails to allege anything meeting the definition of her flawed claims. Snoop Dogg looks forward to proving the falsity of these allegations and obtaining, once again, their dismissal. Again, this is a legend. There's no proof behind it. I, I don't know. I, I, the fact that he's had two sexual assault allegations against him is a very bad thing to see. However, the fact that they're both brought on years after and they are asking for large sums of money in these lawsuits because they are not criminal charges does kind of tell me there might be a grab for money i don't know we we can never make assumptions off of it but it always it's peculiar 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 because you can't take it lightly no you can't take anything like that lightly and so for anybody to just say, you know, like, I, I even somebody saying, like, I was groped inappropriately by this person, spoken from experience, because I dare say I'm a victim of that um, when I was underage. Fun stuff. But, yeah, even, even statements like that, you have to take it with a grain of salt. You have to look into it further. If there's no criminal charges pressed at the time, it could be due to threats could be due to anything along those lines so when a lawsuit is brought up a lot of times it's made to go towards criminal charges at a later 
time. Uh, case in point, Harvey Weinstein. It started off as a lawsuit, then ended up with criminal charges. And now he can rot in hell. So it's... It's something you really have to take very, very lightly. You can't speak in great length about it. Everyone is entitled to their opinion of anything they want to. That's fine. I'm not going to say one way or another. It just sounds a little bit curious if it keeps getting dismissed and it keeps getting brought back up. Well, that and if you throw in the fact it happened nine years before the charges or before the, the lawsuit was actually filed and the lawsuit getting filed four days before him performing in one of the largest musical performances of the year every year with the Super Bowl. It, it, it makes me question a lot of it. The timing seems too perfect. Exactly. I feel that. So with that being said, I'm going to nervously laugh. Allegedly. That's it, that's, that's it for controversies? No. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that this is definitely the abridged version of controversies because there is a lot other things that have happened. But this, <clears throat> this is the fun one. And... So, <laughs> Snoop Dogg has been fighting for years for his rights to previous recordings with Death Row Records. Death Row Records, of course, owned by the previously, owned by, previously owned by the hopefully the the nice, yes, nice Mr. Suge Knight, yes, Mr. Knight. I apologize. I heard he's a teddy bear. I hope to God he is. I think Did he's you know? a wonderful human being. Please, Did you know? I, I, I well like Grizzly Bear, but eh, eh, eh. I mean Teddy Roosevelt was a pretty mean man himself. So maybe Teddy Roosevelt could kill a bear. <laughs> he's a Teddy With Roosevelt bear. Oh, he had bear claws. That's amazing. Bear yeah, hands. you didn't know oh, that. I love bear claws. They're delicious. <laughs> wow. All right, we are getting off a topic here. So. Uh, all right. So what had basically happened was in about 1996, he started having issues with Death Row Records not paying him for uh, previous recordings that he had done. Uh, he was under contract with Death Row until from his debut album until 1998. It was a yearly thing, not a uh, by record thing. Um there was a point where the relationship had completely soured to the point where he refused to record any more tracks for Suge Knight after his 1996 release of The Dogfather, except for one track that he released. It was an insult track called, and I'm quoting this, Death Row. Yeah. Um, the the views and opinions of the people that we speak of on Parlay Radio do not reflect the views and opinions of that of Parlay Radio. Yes. Continue. That's also a song. It's a title. I did not say that myself. It's a title. <laughs> Quote. His issues with Death Row caused him to seek out another record company, which he later, after 1998, signed with No Limit Records. And from that point on, actually signed with bunch of different other record companies he's probably i believe he's released uh 18 or 19 albums uh and most of them have been released on separate labels themselves 
he always does have his dog father uh record label or i'm sorry doggy style label that he uses himself which i believe he just does the recording itself and then distribution is usually done by the record companies that he has deals with this is where it gets a little crazy because in it's death, death row, row i expect it to be crazy death row records had <laughs> a long history of money issues due to a lot of allegedly suge knight's spending habits in 2006 mm. they filed for bankruptcy he ended up spending time in jail death row records was purchased by everybody under the sun in february of 2022 Snoop Dogg actually purchased Death Row Records from MNRK Music Group. There's a problem with this. Mr. Suge Knight claims that Snoop and his partner, Michael Harry O. Harris, purchasing Death Row is completely illegal and should not stand. And I am going to quote Mr. Knight. Quote, if you look at it, they committed bankruptcy fraud. I didn't lose my company by doing anything wrong. They went in and the lawyer didn't show up and they got their default judgment. I settled the judgment. They turned around and said, I didn't settle the judgment, end quote. It, whether or not the ownership stands with Snoop, it is a fiasco and a half and again i'm barely scratching the surface this is a very long-winded and honestly possible future episode worth of history into this i just had to double check um suge knight is still in prison not eligible for parole until october 2034 he still runs stuff from prison mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. just so people are aware and this is not this is all public knowledge this is this is you know we we're like we fear him yes of course we do simultaneously he's been spoken about enough with news media outlets and whatnot to where i don't feel weird talking about it shook Knight is a dangerous man death row in the 90s was terrifying <laughs> allegedly and uh yeah the the reason that we're like eh, about the whole thing just look up Shug. just just read some stories about him which were we We've brought him do. up in multiple episodes before if you look and, back uh, at the vanilla ice episode he allegedly held a man out of a uh outside of a hotel window on yep. like the 40th floor that wasn't very allegedly because both parties collaborated it Collaborated still, it. I'm, they they were in on it together. I mean, they had a they had a I hit single think, called "Hanging I, Off the Balcony." I don't think Vanilla Ice <laughs> collaborated on that. No, he didn't. I I think I mean, he, he collaborated on pissing his pants, maybe. But he did collaborate. <laughs> he did stop collaborate and listen because he did give Suge Knight. He his definitely money. collaborated on that one. <laughs> he stopped. He's like, "Here's Suge. So here's your money, man." An idea we've had is is some like historical stuff and. You know, we we haven't done a legacy episode in a while. So, Death Row is something that has been uh, brought to the 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 playing field as a, a possibility for a legacy episode, just with stories about the label itself. Um, again, all public knowledge, so nothing that hasn't been covered before. 
it's just terrifying to think about from an outside perspective and it was probably more terrifying for the people that were tied to it that for lack of a better term escaped from death row if you want to see a good dramatization watch straight out of compton the nwa story that that should be good enough for you but there's uh definitely a lot a lot of stories uh pertaining to it that are just absolutely insane yes and which is why i had to tiptoe around this entire thing like i said we're only scratching the surface but that all being said with these controversies one thing that isn't brought up about snoop is that he is extremely humble with his donations and his works with various causes and charities he doesn't really mention it a lot because he doesn't want people to think it's a pr stunt and that's actually quite impressive but some of the causes and charities that he donates his money time and effort to are the snoop youth football league which is a youth football league for at-risk youth in southern california i believe they have about 1500 players that's on awesome. their rosters which is amazing um a part of that is also a special needs division of that league called Snoop Special Stars for anyone five years or older with a physical, mental, or development disability, which is really nice to see. That's really cool. The Children's Hospital of Los Angeles, Mothers Against Police Brutality, Habitat for Humanity, Orca Network, Save a Life Foundation, Shriners Hospitals for Children, and the Healing Circle. He's also gone on record multiple times as having donated upward to 3,000 turkeys during Thanksgiving time to needy families that do not have. And just seeing that, it, yes, he has done some, allegedly, some, some, some things in his life and in his career. <clears throat> he's made some bad choices, but the fact that he's willing to try and make up for it and, and put some good out into the world is is commendable absolutely yeah he seems to be he, like i've never heard anything bad about him as an individual especially like i've only heard like all that good stuff about him i, I mean same. i heard about the alleged stuff as well but like i've, I've seen i seem to hear a lot more good about him than i do the bad morally a lot of stuff that he's done in his career is it, it, it's it's morally questionable i mean he's he's been part of porn productions before multiple um he spent time as a pimp for about two years and he even admits it to this day um he's done drugs which is obvious he's actually pushed for a lot of legalization of marijuana he has uh, pumped a lot of money into the marijuana business actually once it's become legalized he's invested quite a bit of money into that and money into nfts we're not going to go into that too much kind of crazy but at the end of the day he's he even he'll say he's a dude who talks fast with a kind heart and i i agree you know, maybe sometimes he makes stupid decisions, but at the end of the day, he tries to do what's right. You know, I'm no scientist, but I do believe that 
about 80% of the air that he breathes is actually marijuana smoke. Um, <laughs> 80 is a very low estimate. No, no, it takes your body some time to acclimate to things, and you still need at least a little <laughs> bit of oxygen and nitrogen, so, you know. 2% two per, two oxygen, that's it. Yeah, yeah, and the rest, 18% nitrogen. If he actually puts a match up to his mouth, um, smoke just starts coming out. <laughs> Uh, he just he's always been the character to me the friendship with Martha Stewart alone is enough to keep you very entertained for a while uh, fantastic entertainer not a great actor no <laughs> um, fun to watch whenever you see him though he's an amazing wrestler I mean he's currently undefeated in two wrestling companies I mean, oh, nobody yeah. else can say that this is a terrible frog splash <laughs> <laughs> But he just, uh, you know, he comes across as the character, but he also, he, he lived the gangsta lifestyle uh, for a while. And I know a lot of it takes time to get out of, especially when you're trying to escape. I think stuff with Death Row didn't help the situation at all. Probably not. Um, and I know just from seeing previous interviews with him talking about leaving Death Row, Snoop generally has about one or two looks on his face. For the most part, you only see half of his eyes um, at any given point. To see him go wide-eyed talking about Death Row, that alone terrifies me. So it, know, it's... Yeah. That's why. Though there's, there's publications. <laughs> there's a lot of... So, I mean, it, it's this, this long history of, of just craziness that he went through, overcame has really kind of kept himself in check for the past at least like 10 years for the most part i mean yeah he smokes a lot but whatever i mean he's not hurting anybody that's the good part with that the allegedly hurting other people is is where we have to kind of tread lightly because we don't know well it seems like a lot of it was in the past if it allegedly happened the murder case that he was tried for was in 1993. He's never had any kind of um, physical assault charges of any sorts afterwards. So whether it happened or not, he's 100% learned from his lesson. He may not be squeaky clean, but he's at least trying to put more good out in the world than bad. Father of five, grandfather of three, been with his wife for 30 plus. That's that's something you don't see in Los Angeles. Yeah. You it's don't true. see that in, in the music business, period. No. I mean, Ozzy and Sharon is about the only thing I can think of with people that were married for that long. But even then, they weren't high school sweethearts. No. You know, he met his wife and <clears throat> no matter what, he constantly goes back to her and he's with her. So... You got to give him credit. Same with Cube. Cube's yeah. been with his wife the about the same amount of time, honestly. Mm -hmm. Another Death Row alumni. You know, it, and the, the crazy thing with Snoop Dogg and family, too, not only, you know, his wife and his kids, he has a huge family, man. I don't know if people realize all the family that he has that's famous. Uh, Brandy Norwood, which is Brandy from the late 90s singer. Uh, Ray J., Sasha Banks, Daz Dillinger, Nate Dogg, and RBX are all cousins of his. And that is a very talented family all the way around. 
from athletes to musicians to actors, actresses. It's all over the place. It really is. The Snoop's involved with it, with it all. The only thing I can't forgive him on is that fucking Snoop Lion album. What the <laughs> fuck was the point of that? that was, I didn't even want to touch that. It, like it his, looked like he was just too high at the time. That his was mom went on record when he was a kid because he sang with the church choir stating that he was not going to sing after that because he did one solo and it was fucking terrible <laughs> that is from his mother <laughs> okay so it's just like oh snoop you're in your 40s now what are you gonna do i'm gonna release a reggae record why why <laughs> he spent time in jamaica and fell in love with the rastafari lifestyle no but still like i just remember when it was announced and they're like yeah he's snoop lion now why mm -hmm. and then i remember hearing the the single that was released and i just remember going like you know i know reggae because at the time i was in a ska band <laughs> and i'm like i've played with reggae bands this is not reggae this is not close to reggae <laughs> This is terrible. So I, I just, I can't forgive him for that. <laughs> but no, overall, I mean, it just, it's a complex career. I think it's a, a, a nice way of saying it, you know, use your own judgment, but damn. Snoop Lion, damn. Not Snoop Dogg, Snoop Lion. Well, he's now, he's now Snoop Dogg again, so. No, he's Snoop Grandpa. He's Dog father. Three grandchildren. He's new. The grandpa. dog father. The dog grandfather. I quit. <laughs> John, you have a question for us, sir. You know I have the questions. I'm the one who knocks. Who am I? A terrible voice actor? Oh, alright, fair enough. Hey <laughs> man. Hey Jake. In your opinion, what would you say has what the, the best? What are you doing? Oh, Just stop track. doing whatever that is. <laughs> Act like a normal human being for five seconds of your fucking life. <laughs> I didn't even hear the question. I was too annoyed. Sorry. It's like he he was Marlon Brando in The Godfather, but he forgot the cotton balls and cocaine. What the fuck are you doing? That's the problem. We gotta get it under there. What's your question, John? What movie has the best soundtrack, start to finish? Really, we're asking this before we finish our talk about Snoop. I'm just trying to stall at this point. Best soundtrack, jeez. Wait, were we not done with Snoop? Did you have more? I know. I just thought we hadn't really talked about our about our. our uh, I'm not giving a take. Death Row. Okay. I'm not no, touching. No that. takes. No <laughs> takes. That's that's a good thing. Um, <clears throat> American Pie has a really good one. Uh, no, no, no. I'm gonna say Euro Trip has one of the <laughs> best soundtracks from front to end. Mainly because Scotty doesn't, Scotty doesn't know that Fiona and me do it in my But they also have Sunday. the the best thing about that entire soundtrack is Goldfinger's version of 99 Red Balloons. Which, side note, as we record this, gentlemen, tomorrow is May 16th. It will be Lagwagon Day. Ooh. Just wanted to bring that out. But yeah, no, that's that's what I would say, John. What about you, Devin? I got a couple. 
One that stands out to me a good bit is High Fidelity. I mean, a movie based on music, it's going to have a banging soundtrack to it. I would also argue this one, it's a cult classic because it's not a really well acted movie, but it's one of my favorites. And the soundtrack to a lot of people is better Empire Records. And then my favorite soundtrack of all time belongs to another cult classic, the 2003 comedy starring one Mr. Colin Hanks and another Mr. Jack Black, Orange County. That's a really good one, too. Yeah. A bunch of B-sides from a bunch of artists that are on there. The one Foo Fighters, you have the Offspring. Oh, my God. Even like the original songs from that are really good, too. Like, it, that's just a really good soundtrack front to end. That early 2000s was just such a great time for soundtracks. Like, everyone was just like, yeah, sure, take my music. Make a soundtrack of it. I mean, like, Queen of the Damned had a hell of a one. That's uh, a the, really good one. The Scorpion King was a pretty good one, too. That was a good one. That was a good they one. were all rocking back then. You know, soundtracks nowadays are kind of lame. With the exception, if you have somebody who's musically inclined, like James Gunn, who picks really specific songs for his movies. I mean, the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtracks are all awesome. But all but his his are because it's incorporated into the movie itself. Right. Most most movies nowadays, their soundtracks are not regular popular music. It's usually scored music, which makes for a really a real soundtrack. I mean, there's one in particular that we haven't mentioned, and we we did mention it with John's last question, the artist at least, which is Purple Rain. That's a good movie. Oh my god, I didn't think about that. I never think of Purple Rain as a movie soundtrack, though, because the even the Batman soundtrack also. I mean, the album came (laughs) out before the movie, so yeah, but it was. That's why I don't consider it a soundtrack. But damn, Devin, that's right. So, also to say, the first Tim Burton Batman movie, also Prince. That is a great soundtrack as well. I mean, we're kind of neglecting the 80s. We're neglecting the 70s, too. Because you also have to think of musical movies. What about amazing soundtracks? What about Pink Floyd The Wall? I think that was an experimental film based on the album. But it was still good. I mean, obviously, Enjoyable. it's a classic. Enjoyable, classic. I... La Miz. La Miz has a great soundtrack. But then again, well, that, that's, that's a musical. musical. So, I mean, yeah. like it, It's more that with musical films, they're not based on a musical. They, they start off as a movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it just happens to be a musical, like The Sound of Music. You know, You're probably going to hate on me for this one, for the takes, but like just for the musical quality of the soundtrack. Forget about the movie, but pretty much every Twilight movie soundtrack, if you just listen to the soundtrack, is phenomenal. There, there are because Paramore's on all of them. <laughs> One song doesn't make a whole soundtrack. Wrote a fucking song for it. That was I said. Twilight One, Twilight One didn't write the song for it. I would agree that the soundtrack is better than the movie. You have and... Collective Soul, Paramore, uh, Florence and the Machine. Muse, Lincoln Park. Uh, another underrated gem would be Austin Powers. International. Austin Powers, yeah, they're all super good. That's a good one. Death Cab for Cutie, I forgot about them on there. There's also Reality Bites, has a really good soundtrack to it as well. That is the uh, kind of the end era of grunge. It has a really good one, 1994 movie with yeah. Ben Stiller. 
Uh, I mean, there's a bunch that are out there, but I mean, Orange County is one that hits close to home because I remember having the CD and I just played the shit out of it until Ooh, it was scratched. Scott Pilgrim? Scott Pilgrim vs. the World? That was a good soundtrack. Yeah, but that's also like Edgar Wright's kind of basis with a lot of the things that he does. Music is incorporated into the movie. Well, yeah, I mean, and like some of the songs are actually by the actors themselves, too. And it's, on that. I mean, if you look at something like Baby Driver, which. Mm. Yeah. It's a great movie that is difficult to watch because of two actors in it. One who is no longer a part of Hollywood anymore, at least not considered to be. And I hate saying his name, but I'm going to for the sake of anybody curious, Mr. Kevin Spacey. And the lead actor who I don't give a shit about, but who also allegedly uh, committed sexual assault, um, amongst other things. It's a good movie. It's a very, very good movie. And the soundtrack is literally synced up to movements in the film, which the first watch it blows your mind once you figure it out so it's a great soundtrack too it's just a shame the legacy that it leaves <laughs> so Ooh, black panther that was a really oh good yes. i really like soundtrack that's a good one i like these questions these are nice these are positives what about uh what about juno juno soundtrack is pretty good juno focused a lot on the minimalist indie, indie artists yeah yeah it, it was it, it had some good moments to it, but it was a little little too indie for me at times. Like, how good many movie, obscure though. bands can we put in one soundtrack? Yeah, that's a good point. All right, that's fair. Uh, Friday Night Lights, Explosions in the Sky. Oh, uh, uh Grease. Yeah, Grease. You know, if yep. we're going if we're going on the musical route too, this is one that I actually really liked that never gets any kind of love across the universe. For an album, a soundtrack of nothing but Beatles covers, there's some really, really creative versions of some of those songs. I have and mixed feelings about it. You don't get a lot of people that do Beatles covers because they get so scared that they're gonna do poorly. And a lot of the actors, they, it was all their voices. They didn't use singers for anything for any of those songs. It's pretty, pretty well done. This is actually an original score as opposed <laughs> to a soundtrack, but the original score for uh, Lord of the Rings trilogy, of course, yeah. is fantastic. Uh, however, my favorite, and it's one of the most relaxing albums you could ever listen to for the original score, is that of Finding Nemo beautiful beautiful soundtrack i highly suggest it for anybody who is just anybody who has synesthesia and you're listening and you get crazy ideas when you hear things go listen to that soundtrack i guarantee you're gonna have a creative renaissance gentlemen on that note we're gonna go ahead and sign off for today uh thank you everybody for listening in on behalf of jay and john i have already said great day so i'm gonna say from Parlay Radio. Good night. Good night. Smoke weed every day. Parlay Radio is a journalistic educational commentary podcast hosted by Jay Bain, 
John Coleman, and Devin Hughes. On the mention of bans and materials used, we are protected by fair use and copyright, as we provide criticism and commentary through satirical means. We don't own the rights to any bands or stories mentioned, but we do have the right to offer criticism and commentary. Incidental music is provided by Cloudkicker and Creative Commons tracks in the public domain. If you have a band or suggestion for the show, you can find us on Facebook at Parlay Radio, on Instagram at Parlay Radio Podcast, or on TikTok at Parlay Radio. You may also email us at parlayradio at gmail.com. Be sure to like, share, and subscribe to our show if you enjoy what you hear. Thank you for listening.